I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. Ladies and gentlemen, we're beginning our descent into LaGuardia Airport. Please ensure that your tray table's up and your seat is in the full upright and locked position. If we happen to be in the event of a crash landing... Claire, Claire, Claire. That's enough. Isn't Jeff the sweetest? What a great guy. So nice. That was just me meeting him for the first time. Like I know. I'm sorry. I talk... I, I'm getting really self-conscious about how much I talk on our podcast. No, don't worry about it. No, but I... I but it's not... I, you're a nice person, and you're not going <laughs> to make a, a, a big thing about it, but other people who listen to it back are like, Claire, shut up! Shut up! I'm sure they are. It's a process, guys. It's a pro... It's work in progress. It's, yeah, this is episode five? This, yeah, well... Ooh. Or four. No, this is this will four. Be, this will be episode four. Cool. We've recorded seven so far. Yeah. More to come, guys. That's so crazy. Keep We've listening. recorded seven. Yeah. But again, Jeff's show, I- I'm just so proud of him. That's great. I was, I've listened to his uh, other work on After Buzz. I don't even watch the shows that he is an After Buzz host on. Uh-huh. But when I found out that he was an ABTV host and moderator, I reached out to him and was like, what shows do you work on? And when he told me, I was like, oh, I don't watch any of those. Yeah. But I listen because Jeff's voice is a comfort to me. He yeah. has a really great way of moving conversations. Cool. Speaking of moving the conversation, did you want to talk about the thing that happened to you this week? Yeah, I think so. See, this is Ian's subtle way of saying, Claire, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> You're putting words in my mouth. I know, I know. Okay, so the thing that happened to me this week, um, and I do it a lot, actually, but this week it seemed to be like a comfort to me. I am a cook and a baker. My first job here was teaching cooking classes when I moved to New York. Really? Yeah, I taught classes through the top. Oh, that's cool. I worked on the sales floor, and then I got uh, promoted to sous chef. Um, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, and I was assisting teaching classes, and I learned a lot in that job. But even before that, I had always been an avid baker and cook. Unfortunately, in New York, baking is... Okay, there are a few issues with, with cooking in New York. Apartments are small and ventilation is poor. Yeah. And especially in the cold months, you don't want to open a window. That, yeah, so that's very frustrating because if you turn on the oven or use a gas stove, which we all work in gas here, there's almost no electric stovetops that I've little. seen. Because the whole city is is running on the same pipelines it's exactly. had for 200 Thank years. Thank you, Con Edison. <laughs> Thank you, Con Edison, except never because you're the worst. Um, the fact, if y'all don't know, we only have one option for electricity and gas consumption in new york city it's a company called con edison and they have wired and piped the entire island of manhattan and it's the only source of gas or electricity if you live in an apartment on manhattan you have to be a con edison client thank god time warner is like slowly gaining competition yeah exactly like because it used to be the same thing with Time Warner if you ever wanted to get cable or internet, but I just recently got Verizon. Yeah, and you have to live on a block that Verizon and FiOS have wired yeah, specifically. I don't exactly. live on a FiOS block. We are, I don't, we're Time Warner exclusive. See, I don't live on a FiOS block, but because my building has landlines, I can get DSL internet, which is still wireless. I don't think our building has landlines. Maybe I, not. I dated a guy who lived in Hell's Kitchen, and he had a landline in his apartment with a 212 number, and he wasn't they, using it. They gave us a 212 number. You have a 212 number? I have a 212 number? number, and like I don't know what to do with it, because we don't have landlines. My parents at this point, who are 65, don't have landlines, and they live in the South. 
like they just gave us a phone number because they're like it's free and i'm oh my like god fine but like i'm not going to use it can like, we please hook up a landline to your 212 number yeah, and have a 212 number for the show yeah that'd sure. be fucking fierce okay oh my god. all right guys to come we'll figure that out <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out thus and in tangent number one yes okay so to yeah so to get back to cooking and baking essentially there's poor ventilation it gets hot the other issue is that you have to carry all your groceries home. If you're going to do a big project or you're going to host a Thanksgiving dinner, you better hope that you live in a townhouse, honey. Mm. Um, I hosted a Thanksgiving dinner at my teeny apartment last year. And cooking all day in a small space, it is very stressful. There's not enough counter space. Just the ingredients alone. The turkey alone was so heavy that I had to make two trips back and forth from the grocery store. It was just, it, it, it's stressful to cook and bake. Yeah. But then, for someone like me, it is like my stress reliever. Mm. So it's like this constant back and forth and back and forth of like, ah, it's so hard to get the ingredients. I hate doing this. It's so hot to like, wow, this tastes good. (laughs) I want to lick the spoon. No. I love cooking. So one of the things that I do, and this week I did it in particular because the election had me so stressed out and upset... I like to watch videos of food being made and food being made well. Mm. Kind of the industry standard is BuzzFeed's Tasty Channel. Yeah. And that's still a pretty nouveau thing that's happening. Sure. But Tasty now has, um, they have Tasty, which is American, Tasty Proper, which is British, Tasty Miami, which is French, Tasty Bien, which is uh, Brazilian. Oh, cool. Um, Tasty, oh, there's another one that's... uh, that's Mexican based. Um, but they all have different iterations. And what's great is they have original content on each channel that is specific to the region that the food is inspired from. So like everything on the American channel is made from like canned biscuit dough. Oh. <laughs> like all American unhealthy, like Velveeta. Yeah. Like it's like Fucking Velveeta. <laughs> oh, Velveeta. Those think, commercials are gross. I think one of my favorite things I ever saw was um, a bit on The Soup with Joel McHale. Yeah. When Matthew McConaughey um, had his daughter named her Vita. And <laughs> Joel McHale's <laughs> joke was, it's for Velveeta, the, the tastiest name for the tastiest cheese. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Got me. That gets me. <laughs> <laughs> this was like back in 2008. Well, Vita's better than Apple Paltrow. Or I guess yeah, his name's no, Apple right. Martin, right? Apple Martin. Either way. Yeah, because Chris Martin. Yeah. They're consciously uncoupled, y'all. Don't get in their way. Oh, fuck you. What the fuck? But anyway, I just love to watch these videos. I find them very calming. The music is always like some sort of bossa nova or like old school, like like jazz standards. And so it'll be like, pour in your flour. Oh, Here yeah. Here come the eggs. Like no one's singing, but that's the way that I hear it in my head is like some chocolate chippies and melt it all down on the stove in a crock pot. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> it's just like, that's the way. And so when I'm watching them, I'm like, I will never get around to making all these recipes, but I just find the videos so calming. See, like, I couldn't do that because I would get hungry and then I'd be like, now I want cookies. I have no cookies. I Now I have to go down to the Upper West Side and go to Insomnia. Yeah. Well, and the recipes work. Like, yeah. if, if they really do. One of the best ones that I tried on the Tasty channel was um, a fajita chicken salad. And you just oh. do all the fajita prep, like you're going to put it in a tortilla, but then they tell you the kinds of lettuce to buy, the ways to chop it, and all the additives of uh, other spices and garnish. And then it, w- it was the easiest thing, and I had this, like, chili lime honey dressing, and, like, it's all, it's so easy. That's awesome. Yeah, so easy. One of my other favorites was, um, it was one of the biscuit dough recipes where you cut it up into, like, thirds or quarters, 
and then you toss them in kind of like a garlic powder and parsley like uh, olive oil mix and then you uh, mix it all up so it's covered all over these uh, little pieces of biscuit dough and then you toss them randomly into muffin cups and then when they expand they become pull apart bread like monkey bread because the pieces are cut up but they grow kind of against each other so you can pull them apart and they have cheese inside and like oh man yeah yes that one's amazing that's probably tasty's most popular video is the garlic roll like dinner roll pull apart bread or whatever Uh uh-huh what's another one i want to say one more that i did there was this a great cookie recipe where it was just standard chocolate chip cookies yeah but it was a genius recipe where you could bake them now or freeze them for up to a month oh with no preservatives wow yeah and i mean essentially they were just teaching you how to how to make the tubs of cookie dough you see sold at the store yeah but the fact that buying one tub of pillsbury cookie dough cost me the same amount as all of all of those ingredients and i still have extra ingredients left over for the next time Mm -hmm. you know why why the hell not if you got the time fuck yeah yeah do you do any cooking or baking um i wish i did more of that like i like whenever i cook for myself and it's not that i don't do that often because like now now that i'm like kind of more of an adult as a human being and stuff now i have been like cooking for myself and it's a lot of trader joe's microwave shit but um still counts still counts still counts I wish I did more. Like, I wish I baked more, and I wish I could cook different, more kinds of dishes. Yeah. And, like, it is actually very easy if you know how to read and follow directions, which I like to think I do. Well, you took all those AP classes. I took all those AP classes. (laughs) AP French really prepared me to make salmon. You AP French? I didn't do well in it, but I I did it. Est-ce que tu parles français? Oui. Oui? Pas bien. Pas très bien. Ah, uh, oui, Je le parle bien. Je le parle parle assez bien. Um, Bienvenue back to our French podcast. Exactly. <laughs> this, this podcast sponsored by France. Um, but, um, oh man, the country of France. <laughs> uh, the whole country, just Charles they, de Gaulle they are himself. All on board. Yeah. Charles Thank you, France. Gaulle. Yeah. Um, Merci. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I did not like. I did well in the class. I did not do well on the test. Um, <laughs> but it's okay because like now I'm actually friends with um one of my middle school teachers. This might be tangent number two. I'm sorry, but um, here beginneth. The tangent number two. I had the most amazing French teacher in seventh and eighth grade. Um, her name is uh, Madeline Donahue. Hey, and, Maddie Don. Yeah, Maddie Don's. Um, and like she and like my, I come from a family of teachers, and like education is a massive thing for us, and especially like in a political climate like we have today, and always, education is the single most important like value, pretty much in our family. Yes, like. Even more than, like, being there for each other is, like, if you're not smart, get the fuck out. Um, yeah. I wish I could say so, that to some people right yeah. now. And so I was thinking about it a lot because, like, sometimes I teach um, dance and, like, artistic things. Um, and what's always inspired me are the teachers, like, Madame Donahue, who was always so positive and just zany, but, like, taught you so much. Like, she was a nice, caring, thoughtful, lovely person who taught me so much. Yeah. And every so often, like, we just speak to each other, always in French, which is really great. Um, oh, I'm jealous. I don't have anyone to really practice French with. I ha- I'm lucky because I have a couple people, like, who I work with who speak French. And, I mean, that's really, like, the extent of my practice aside from Duolingo. Duolingo. But... That's who I practice with, the little owl. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, and the other day, like, after the election results happened, um, I emailed her, well, I messaged her in English just saying, like, I want to let you know how much of an inspiration you have been to me and how much I respect you and how much, and how thankful I am to, like, to still have you in my life wow um, 
That was thoughtful of you. Yeah. Um, so education, folks, which is not the thing that happened to me this week. What ironically. is the thing that happened to you? The th- so the thing that happened to me this week is that I bombed an audition and was okay with it. <gasps> Wait, yeah. I did too. Wait, really? Yeah, I danced for Andy Blankenbuehler and made a huge ass of myself. Was it for cats? No, it was for Bandstand. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh my god, because I didn't know, I didn't see that they also had a singer call. I don't know how I missed it, and so I went to the Dancer ECC thinking that they said they wanted all shapes and sizes. Whatever. I went, Andy Blankenbuehler is a no fucking joke kind of dance. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, tell me about yours. So I went in for this project, and like, like, if you remember, I had you uh, help me print sheet music that didn't go so well, because your printer is like moody. I figured out what happened with that is, I guess, in that inkjet printer, if the two colors that were wrong, the maroon and the cyan, which is red and yellow cartridges, if any of those are all the way down, it assumes that it can't print anything, even if you prompt it black and white only. Oh, okay. So I have to go, I have to go buy yellow cartridges. So fucking stupid. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, so. Cyan. So like I, and I am someone who is all about preparation. And like, if there was one thing that any of my teachers, again, back to teachers, instilled in me, it's preparation. Yeah. And I just thought I was. And I had picked a new song that like I had known because it was Frankie Valley, because it was for a project that was kind of reminiscent of that style. I picked a song that I was just like, yeah, I know this song. Um, like I'm a little fuzzy on the lyrics themselves, but like, I know it. I'll be okay. Yeah. And then I got into the room. I did my first song. Fine. And then I did my second one and I just completely blanked on the second verse. Oh, gosh. Well, that's yeah. what happens when you go to that place. When you get in character, the first thing that goes are the words. I wasn't even in character. That's the thing. It's like, because I am so... <laughs> like, give me a song from a show, and, like, I can act the crap out of it. That's fine. But if you ask me to do, like, anything that isn't kind of folk music, like, like I, I had to sing, like, Aerosmith and Stevie Wonder and Frankie Valli in, like, the same, like, two-week span. And it's just so weird for me because yeah. there isn't that, like... I mean, like, there totally can be, and, like, if you are an acting coach out there and you have tips on me, I'm happy to hear them, but, like, it's so weird for me to, like, just sing Dream On as, like, a dramatic monologue to music. Yeah. And, like, I'm singing, like, I love you, baby, and I'm just, like, sort of standing there just, like... You don't love her at all, like... Like, I'm just, like, (laughs) I'm tolerating you, baby, um... (laughs) But I get to the second verse, I'm like, oh, pretty baby... Nothing. Don't bring me down, I pray. And then, like, but then I was like, uh, uh, oh, pretty baby, don't ever go away. And I was ah! like, I was just like, oh, God, and no. And that's one of the most iconic songs it of all time. It is. And I was like, I got this. Like, I don't even want this job. And, like, that's not something I say often. But, like, it was a project that I wasn't crazy about. I'm super thankful for their time. I totally respect their art. Like, I'm sure it's a great project. Just with what I'm, where I'm at in my career it just wasn't as appealing to me. Of course, that's never an excuse to, like, not give it your best. And I sincerely tried. I tried so hard to just go in there and give it my all. But I just blanked out. I, and... will, I will love when you get the call from Broadway and that song comes on somewhere in the bar you're at. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> yeah. That song for me... Uh, well, last night, at, I, I sing at a show called Broadway Sessions. Um, and... Last night, they asked me to sing a diva song, so I chose Rainbow High from Evita. How'd that go? And it, the same thing happened. I really? Literally, yeah, I was like, I want to be Rainbow High in magical colors. And then the next words are supposed to come up, and I was like, 
I am not. Oh, ah, and the whole audience gets mad when you mess up like famous songs yeah. at Broadway sessions. So they're all singing, yelling, like sing yelling it at me. <laughs> That's like frightening. I would love if the casting director did that to you. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. Like if you're just sitting there and Mary Sugarman's like, I love you, babe. <laughs> Mary Sugarman would too, though. Like, which like I would like respect the fuck out. I, I mean, I already Mary. do. I love Mary. Like, shout out to you, Mary. But, Hi, like, Mary. What's it called? There was one time in my audition, actually my audition for It Should Have Been You, not my audition, but my first callback maybe, uh, they asked me to sing a song that like got to a pretty emotional place. Really? And I couldn't, couldn't get past the first line. I was bawling. Really? Like the words were out of, like, they sounded so horrible. And the artistic director of the theater pauses the audition. He's like, would you like a bottle of water? Can I go buy you a bottle of water? Here's a tissue. Here's some water. They were like pampering me. My appointment lasted like 30 minutes because I was crying. He was like, he was like, it's okay. I know you can sing. You just come back for the final callbacks. He he literally, he was, he he was like, I don't, I don't need to see any of this. I was like, okay, great. (laughs) Thank you. That's And then I booked it, honey. Hey. Booked it. Booked it. Um, yeah. So how do you feel now that you're a few days away from it? Oh, I mean, I'm fine with it. Like, I walked out and I was like, it's fine. Like... Is that a casting director you're going to see again? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it was just an all-around, like, uh, imperfect storm. Like, sometimes, like, and I never blame accompanists, but, like, the, I just sometimes you don't connect with an accompanist and it's not right. Yeah. And oh, that, damn, that's that true. happened, and then that's a factor. And the, this was just one of those times where the the com- accompanist and I were just not on the same page. And, like, of course, I take, like, some responsibility for that. But it's also, like, if an accompanist can't play the four seasons, like, get the fuck off the piano. I, like, come on. It's in 4-4 four, four time, and it's the it most It wasn't so much that. Like, like, he can play it just fine. Like, he played the song just fine. But as oh, far okay. as, like, like, this is where I'm starting. Can you give me this note? Like, this is my tempo. Like, nothing annoys me more. Here comes tangent number three, y'all. Go ahead. Nothing annoys me more than when you tell an accompanist you need the starting pitch and they give you a bell tone. Yeah. For those that don't know, a bell tone is one or two octaves higher than the than the pitch you need. It's the same note, but it's so much higher that you can't identify where to start if you don't have perfect pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, and so if the song is "I love you, baby," you're asking for the first pitch, which is the note, but they'll the give you, but they'll give you like a really high version of it on the piano, like way up on the ivory keys. Yeah. And you can't, it, it, it takes a second. And then all of a sudden they're playing and you're like, like, um, I wasn't ready. Yeah. You have to like speak, sing the opening until you find the pitches because they, they did exactly the opposite of what you asked exactly. them. I mean, and like, because this project was so small, like it wasn't, it was less of a theater project and more of like, um, like a kind of a review. Yeah. The, like, it was a very unique situation, and it wasn't, like, for any one of those, like, massive casting directors, I don't think. Like, it wasn't anyone I recognized who I had been in for, for, like, EPAs or Broadway or film or TV or anything like that. Yeah. Um, being not so crazy about it to begin with, like, I was able to walk out of there and just be like, that's a thing, I'm okay with it, <laughs> I won't get that job, that's fine. Yeah. Moving on. There's only been a couple of times. What sucks is one of the times that I walked out with that feeling where it didn't go badly, but I was just like, wow, that went great and I don't want the job. Yeah. I got the offer. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh. And so then I I, I took you that turned- job. You did? No, I took the job because 
in my relationship with my agent, he sent me on that audition, and I mm-hmm. shouldn't have done as many callbacks as I did if I didn't have the intention of taking the job. Exactly. The thing is, is I didn't know I didn't want it until after I met the whole team and was like, wow, you guys are kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just want to be clear. This is not my job at Stage of St. Louis, and this is not my job at Signature Theater. So you got do the it. Math. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I just, I, I, then, then the offer came through and I was like, okay, well, I, I did all the callbacks. I set myself up to get the job. I should take the job. It's the right thing yeah. to do. And there's not like, it's not like there's another offer on the table that's, that's mm-hmm. deterring me. I, if you do all the callbacks, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take the job yeah. if it's offered to you. Um, I mean, you don't have to guys. You don't, you don't have, have to, but like it, it's, it's a dick move if you don't. Well, especially if you're the best your, for the job. Exactly. And it, it just shoots you in the foot. And well, like, and it shoots them in the foot too. True. We went through that with uh, DIY Nutcracker because there were a couple tracks that we gave offers to that we were so excited about, and they declined, and we're like, for, and for shitty reasons, too. Like, yeah. you gave us your conflicts from the get-go, and then you tell us your conflicts are barring you from taking this, and it's like, well, fuck you. Yeah. You know, you go in there knowing that there's a chance that you're going to get this job. Totally. It's this business, so it's going to be slim, but there is a chance you're going to get this job. Have you ever turned down work? Uh, no, I've only turned down final callbacks really i have turned down one i should say one final callback because it was clear to me from the way that they were running the auditions and also for the pay of the job that if i went any further i would most likely book it because Mm -hmm. i saw the other women i was singing against and i i I don't want to be a cocky asshole but it was clear to me that i was the most qualified for the job Mm -hmm. hillary clinton style maybe they would have given it to somebody else but well But I preemptively just knew that even if I was the best for the job and it might have been it might have been a great opportunity for my resume, the pay wasn't good enough to be putting that much responsibility on my shoulders. Got it. Even shows that I've been the lead of, I have been paid the least of the entire company because I'm still inexperienced and they're You're going young. to pay older and and more uh, actors with more accolades more money. Were you the youngest on it should have been you? I was the youngest. Okay. Yeah, I was the youngest, and then there was someone in our cast that was uh, maybe, like, two months older than me. Got it. And then everyone after that was in their in their 30s, for the most part. Late 20s, early 30s. Okay. And then we had a bunch of cast members that were in their 50s and 60s, obviously. Yeah. It's, like, it's weird because, like, until recently, I've always been the youngest in a cast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, the last show I did, there just happened to be, like, two guys that were a couple years younger than me. Yeah. And then, I, and then like, the children's show I did a few years back, there were some people younger than me as well, but... Yeah, everything else, I have been, like, the youngest. Well, it's because we're hungry. We exactly. want We want it. Yeah, we totally. We want it badly. I, th- I think I've only turned down a job once, and it was something I didn't get. I, I booked the audition myself, and then, like, an offer came through, and it was for, like, a sh- it was for a dream show, but not the dream part, in yeah. a place that barely paid. Yeah. And I talked it over with my manager, and she was like, if it's not going to do anything for your career, then I'm fine with you not taking it. Yeah. And well, so and- I didn't. I I like to know that we still have a little bit of power in that and that we have our agents and managers and representation on our sides mm-hmm. because I have done seven callbacks for a Broadway tour and didn't book it. The fact that that casting director didn't know what they wanted for that many rounds of calls or couldn't be discerning enough to cut down the list of potential employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, what a waste of my time. And now it's like... All right, well, I'm going to pay it forward. I'm not going to waste anyone else's time by giving them false hope that I'm... Interested. Yeah. Maybe the only other time that I turned down something was because of the union affiliation. Mm. 
um, where I had either joined the union or was pursuing joining the union and turned down work that maybe was unpaid non-union, like, you know, something like yeah. a friend's project or something. Sure. But that's a friend's project. That's not like an offer. It didn't come in like writing. It wasn't yeah. sent to my agent. Like, cause I've, I've helped friends out with like little projects and stuff like once or twice. Yeah. Just as a favor. Well, it gets risky, especially with the SAG stuff. Like you can't it do, does. you can't do your friend's home video sometimes because, yeah. yeah. And that's why like someone made a joke to me one time about, you know, like when people make sex tapes and I was like, well, I better be SAG after a ultra low budget eligible because like no one can be a part of that if they're, you know, like technically that is a violation of union protocol. It's also really funny when like you see those like ultra low budget films come up on like backstage or um, even actors access sometimes that are like clearly like. These are, these are operations online where you can submit yourself for jobs. They're called, they're, they're formed through a program called breakdown services and a Mm -hmm. breakdown is a description of the role available yeah like a friend of mine like posted a breakdown that was like super low budget no paid and i was like we'll be shooting sex scenes in the nude and it's like oh so they're looking for pornographic actors right well and even porn actors make a lot more than we do yeah a lot more than we do good for them one time i got paid extra because i have a scar on my knee i got paid extra on the girl on the train because (laughs) I have a scar on my knee, and if they have to put makeup on anything that's not your face, you get paid extra under sad really? rules for body makeup. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't even know that. And I was in my underwear on the girl on the train. Yeah. Um, if you guys are looking for me in the movie, I'm not in it anymore. I got cut out, but I'm proud to say that I took that paycheck to the bank, honey. Fuck yeah. That big Hollywood money. Yeah. It wasn't really big Hollywood money, but it was a lot bigger than I've ever been right. paid for one day's work. I got paid so much for, for one day. I was supposed to be on for eight hours, and I think we filmed five and a half before mm-hmm. we got the shot we needed. And I made so much more so money much than money. I've ever made in one day. Same. <laughs> <laughs> residual checks help me move oh yeah 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 especially when begin again went to netflix right no um it was when i uh, was released on like showtime and stuff oh okay. the netflix check was like nothing well yeah i guess it, that's kind of the same as like taylor swift refusing to have her music on apple music yeah you know what i mean like because mm-hmm. she's not she's not like she needs the money but residuals and royalties like are just so finicky with the streaming services it's true yeah that's a whole new thing in our business. We're all still trying to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. So that so that happened to me this week. Oh, buddy. Well, I'm glad that you're okay with it, but I'm sorry you even had to go through it. It's <laughs> it's like it's embarrassing in its own way. Like it, it doesn't matter like how much you love or hate what you're doing. Like if you forget something, like you just make an ass out of yourself and it's like, "Oh, well, fuck me." Yes. Literally, yeah, literally that was me last night singing Evita. And they uh. and they let me go back and do the end again. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's like a safe room. Like it's just a bunch yeah. of friends like bullshitting each other in a basement in Times Square. I went back and sang it again, forgot it again, went back oh and sang God, it again. Oh my God, that's amazing. They were like, just just make the sounds, like don't even do the words, and just give us the Evita arms. Yeah, just do just your best get, Patti LuPone, yeah. like, ha, da, 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 da. Literally. Yeah, but I figured out at the end. Yeah, it's it's supposed to end with, just a little touch of, just a little touch of Argentina's brand of star quality. Mm. And I couldn't remember the word Argentina. So <laughs> it's the whole point of it's the, the show. It's the whole show. Blank, 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 blank. <laughs> That's just like the worst. Uh, what are you obsessed with right now? I am obsessed with 
cleaning my room before I leave in the morning. Mm. Yeah. Very smart. Hashtag aesthetic. I really, <laughs> I Facts. really honestly feel so much better when I come home at the end of the day and my bed is made. I walk in. There's places to put things down. I don't get this done every day, but I'm trying to make a concerted effort to give myself an extra 10 minutes to just straighten up before I leave. Because I know, I, I don't know what the day is going to bring, but whatever it is, it's likely stressful and I need to come home to a clean space. Sure. And then I come home and I light candles and the room is all clean and perfect and I can just <laughs> Netflix and chill solo bolo style. Hell yeah. Yeah. And that's how, that's what I'm obsessed with right now. That's how I'm doing the do. All right. So you're stranded on a desert island, but the twist to this is that you can only have three pieces of furniture with you. Ooh. What are they? Three pieces of furniture. Fuzzy area rug. Ooh. Where I can either tickle my toes in it or I can lay down on it, like, sexy style. <laughs> okay. Maybe, like, a beanbag chair, but not mm. the beanbags that we grew up with where, like, they're kind of hard when you sit on them, mm. but the kind that, like, feels like an egg around you where you can curl up fetal style. They're, like, oversized. Yes. And a really soft chaise lounge. Ooh. Just for the aesthetic effect. Again, hashtag aesthetic. <laughs> but also because those are some of the most comfortable couches to sleep on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only other couch that might be more comfortable to sleep on is a sectional. Like a really soft suede sectional. But a chaise lounge, especially with those buttons, you know what I mean? Where it's like quilt, like a quilted button oh, yeah. pattern. Wow, those give such firm sleep. They really firm up my sleep. <laughs> Um, question number three, what are you watching to, what are you watching slash listening to? What are you watching to right now? What am I watching to right now? The other day I watched for the first time, if you can believe it, because I mean, Ian knows me pretty well now. He knows I like a good rom-com, but for the first time ever I watched When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And I was so confused as to why this like rando rom-com was on all these lists of like the best films ever. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is even without the story it's a rob reiner and nora efron movie and it's Mm. it's just so well made like it's there are things happening in the movie that are like and i'm sure they do study them in class but like are are the things are the archetypes and the motions and the and the stylistic choices that we study in cinema class Mm. and they were represented in a rom-com that and the you've got mail any meg ryan kind of moment that was happening in the early 90s late 80s, early 90s, is the last bastion of, like, rom-coms that the the world over respects as good film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what am I listening to? I'm listening to your girl Haley Steinfeld. Fuck yeah. Um, Ian worked with Haley on the film Begin Again, and she is an unbelievably talented musician. I think she has a pretty heavy hand in her music production as well. I'm sure she does. But there's this song that I just watched the other night. Um, again, I saw it in the theaters and I thought it was really cute. But speaking of rom-coms, that movie How to Be Single, it wasn't yeah. a great movie, but it was fun. And I watched it on HBO the other night. And at the end credits was Haley's song, Love Myself. Mm-hmm. And it has this incredible like beat to it that I'm just like, it's the perfect pace for New York walking. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's giving me life. Haley Steinfeld's music, that, and then obviously Starving featuring Zed, all of her stuff on Pitch Perfect 2. Like, she just has... She's, she's such a gift, yeah. Yeah, she's just... And she's, like, the sweetest person. Yeah, is she really nice? Yeah. Yeah. Like... You can like, tell. I, I mean, I met her at like she was like fifteen at the time too. But like, and she was and just she like, looked like she was eighty million years old. Like she's I mean, so like, old. <laughs> I mean, she's she's like dumb tall, like if beautiful. If she wanted to model, she totally could. She totally she's could. Amazonian. And she's and like we were well, you'll hear this in Shannon's episode next week. But um, is it next week? You'll hear this in Shannon's episode soon. But she is half um, I think Filipino and half 
white. Oh, I didn't know that. Sweetest human being. I, follow I met her, her on, years later. I follow her on Snapchat, and she's really funny. Yeah. Like, she always has funny content. And like, and then I, I met up with her again at uh, the Tribeca premiere. Yeah. So not years later, but like uh, almost a year later. And I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember. She's like, of course I do. How are you? How's things? And I'm like, I win. I'm so happy for her because she's making all these incredible films, and she's making this great music. And Yeah. Shout out, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Who was the last person you texted besides me? I think it might... It's one of two. Mm -hmm. Because they were happening at the same time. One is either this guy that I might go on a Bumble date with. I don't know yet. He's he's traveling for work right now. And you know when you, like, start talking to somebody and then they're traveling a bunch and you're like, okay, well, like, when is this ever going to happen? There's only a limited amount of time that we can go out before I'm, like, completely disinterested in you. Mm. And I feel like we're getting to that, like, he's traveling so much that I'm like, so am I ever going to see you? Right. So it might have been him. It might also have been my mom. My mom sent my brother and I this weird group message this morning saying that their Wi-Fi was fucked up at their house, at at my mom and dad's house, and not to use too much data on our phones because they need the data on our family plan. Which, like, I get, but it's really hypocritical when all they do is message me and Kevin saying that we're using too much data. And I'm like, data... The thing that annoys me is if you go one gig of data over a month, it's like 15 bucks. Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, no one gives a fuck about data. So I texted back three thumbs up emojis because I'm still like, I don't know if I want to talk to my family after the election right now. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and then I I used a bunch of data today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Final question. One person, living or dead, who you do or do not know, that's fine, who you wish well. I would like to wish Hillary well. Mm. Hillary Clinton is a beacon of light in dark times for women and people of all marginalized groups. She is a gifted public servant, a kind person, a funny lady. And um, I really hope that, I mean, she's only a few miles away in Chappaqua. And I really hope that she is taking a few days to not put on any makeup to take some walks with her dogs, to be with her family, and, um, you know, just just to do her. Amen. Yeah. So, wishing you well, Hill. All right, Ian. What are you obsessed with right now? Well, um, I am obsessed with a web series called Brooklyn Sound. Okay. Now, uh, it, star- it was created and starring um, a friend of mine from... Improv 401 at UCB, Julia Madison. Hey, Julia. Funny as hell. Um, She was in the uh, recent revival of Godspell. This web series was just recently picked up by Comedy Central, so everyone is going to be able to see it soon enough on Comedy Central. Amazing! And it is so funny, and it is so original, and it is just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant piece of entertainment and i recently it's like six episodes if you go to visit brooklynsound.com all the episodes are right there on the home page i've been re-watching some of the episodes because it takes place in a recording studio so they have all of these original songs and uh their third episode is um sort of like a spoof on like artsy tired sound tired voice sounding british um like almost <laughs> lord style um pop yeah. Artists. The whole song is like, the hook is like, leave me where you found me in the snow. And <laughs> like, and just the character is so funny because she is like always tired 
And she's like lying Leave on the me floor. Where you found me in the, in the snow. snow. That gets me. And and she's like lying on the floor, and like part of it is like listen to the siren of your nightmare, and then it's just like <laughs> like ten seconds of her just going ah, and it is. <laughs> I laughed so hard the first time I saw it, and like I'm just going back to that episode, and it's just so brilliant, and I'm so happy for you, Julia. At the off chance that you're listening to this, I'm so happy for you that. This is going to be something really great. Yes. Yes, girl. All right. Desert Island, you can only bring three childhood keepsakes. I would bring my violin because I've had that violin for a long time now. I don't want to say it's one of the few connections to my childhood, but it's been like the one of the few constants. Okay. I would bring this picture of my mom and dad that for some reason, like they put it in my bathroom when they moved to New Jersey for a couple years. Um, but it is a picture of... When they moved and you stayed behind. <laughs> pretty much. Well, they moved to New Jersey when I was in college, like, finishing up. Oh, okay. And then I only lived in New Jersey with them for, like, six months before I went to the city, so... Okay. But there's a picture that they have of the two of them from, like, maybe around the time that they got, that they got married, if not when they first got together. Like, they are just so, like, I don't want to say young, but, like, they're just so, like, bright and happy and... They look like me. It's weird, like, how much they both look like me. Yeah, you, and I you look, really are 50% of each of your It's true. Parents. And, like, because I love my parents, like, I would want that with me. So that, and probably, on the same note, I would probably bring whatever Joni Mitchell albums my parents had, because I grew up listening to... What's her to big album, Blue? Blue. Yeah. Um, but, like, my parents had, um, like, a few of her albums, like, Dreamland, and, um, like, Hits, and, um, a few other ones, but, like, that was, like, like, I grew up, like, on that style, like, that style, that era of music, and, like... Going back to the thing that happened this uh, for me this week, like I think that's why like I do really well if like I'm auditioning with like a folk song that I can just like sing and chill with rather than like dream on, dream yeah. on. <laughs> but yeah, and like I just love Joni Mitchell. I think she's an absolute genius. Totally. Question three: What are you watching slash listening to? I am listening to Faith the Nation with Nagin Farsad, who is a Muslim American woman who just released an episode, um, this first post-election episode. And it is funny, and it is insightful. It was one of the many things that I took comfort in in this post-election week. Every episode that she's put out has just been so bright and so funny and so incredibly, like, digestible. Because she's a comedian, and all her guests are either um, comedians or actors or just people who are in political fields who know how to talk to a normal audience. So I'm listening to that, and I am watching... To literally, like today, I'm watching uh, Raising Hope because I am dog-sitting in this beautiful apartment that has cable and FXX runs uh, reruns of Raising Hope and Parks and Rec. So I never really followed Raising Hope. Like, I remember its existence when it was on in, like, the aughts. I'm, like, now just watching the actual show. And, like, I'm not binging it or anything, but it is, like, it's just so fun. It's just so funny. It's about this guy who has to end up raising this... uh infant daughter that he didn't really know he had his parents who like live with his grandma and his girlfriend and like how they just sort of how they deal with raising this daughter in um like kind of this lower working class family and it's just so funny yeah i remember when that show was on too i don't know if it was the aughts buddy i think it was really like recently was it oh yeah shit. no but still isn't that funny how we have such like a a dysmorphic idea of, like, the, the timeline Time. of television history. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really get them mixed up, too. Okay, question number four, without looking, and it can't be me, who was the last person you texted? Um, it was my DIY Nutcracker team. 
because okay. group message group message because we're actually and I'm going to plug this now we're we're about to launch a Kickstarter. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about it. I know, like, crowdfunding, like, it's, like, there's so much that you can shit on about it and joke with it, but we have some really, really, really cool rewards that just start at a dollar. By the time this goes up, it will be live, so I'm gonna, I'll make sure that we have the link on our page. Like, even one dollar just to get a shout-out up to, like, $5,000 for conductor podium time. Like, so many rewards in between. We have, like, signed pieces of uh, the score, signed photos, um, exclusive behind-the-scenes stuff. So check it out if you want to support some really cool art that is putting contemporary twists on classic work, then this is for you. So I've, so I've been texting my team lately. Totes. Yeah. Hey, team. Team. And question number five, our favorite of all time. Person, living or dead, you know or not that you would like to wish well today. I'm going to second you and I'm going to say Hillary. She is someone that we always grew up with. And my parents, especially, um, I have a great aunt Ginger who was on Bill Clinton's re-election campaign. And she her tombstone says, vote Democrat. Yeah. Wow. That's it's just, a commitment. Wow, got me. Um, and our whole family has, as long as I've known them for 25 years, has been aligned with her views of public service and education and equality. Even though I voted for Bernie in the primary and I was proud I to, too. I never was against Hillary Clinton. I always knew that she would be an inspiration, a beacon, as you were saying. And like, I can't even put to words how grateful I am that she was in the political climate we have today. And I don't think her fight is in any sort of vein. I think we're just going to keep on pushing on, especially with her as our champion, with her as... In her name. Like you said, I hope that she is up in Chappaqua, just walking her dog, running into fans, and taking some time to catch up on Parks and Rec, and yeah, I just wish her the best, because I really say what you will about her, but I really loved her. It's amazing to hear you say that about your family, because I was raised to believe that the Clintons were the, the epitome of evil, evil I mean, incarnate. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, they have definitely had, like, their share of, like, Scandal. Yeah, like scandals and imperfections, but compared to all the good that they did for this country, like, it's one thing that Bill Clinton, like, got a blowjob from an intern, like, yeah, he and even, also did And even then, like, I heard someone the other day that they were like, if we don't like the job that Trump does, we can just impeach him. I go, well, first off, that's not how that works. Yeah. And they were like, well, sometimes all it takes is a... I go, you can't impeach someone over a poor job, like doing a poor job. And they were like, well, sometimes all it takes is getting a blowjob. And I was like, actually, he was impeached for lying under oath under an yeah. ethics board yes. because of that issue. Exactly. Like, he lied under oath. Yeah, that's why... Yeah. Perjury is considered a high felonious act. You need to commit a high felonious act, an act of sedition or an act of treason to yeah. be impeached. Exactly. Nixon wasn't impeached because he resigned before anyone could do anything about it. Jackson was impeached because he was working under enemy lines. Yeah. Yeah. I just... It makes me crazy that people are like, oh, if we don't like it, we can just impeach him. No, I'm like, like you, you need a reason. Go back to civics class, Like asshole. if you, Yeah, like, I mean, and I just set up my monthly donation to the ACLU. Good. $5 a month just because that is everything that they're fighting for. It is what my parents taught me to believe in, which is standing up for civil liberties and equality and for the working people. Well, and it feels like people people get it. I mean, Obama yeah. wrote into executive order action yesterday to protect Planned Parenthood. Thank God. Even this morning, news came out that the Electoral College in Maryland has decided to uh, abstain their vote, and they have changed their state legislature to allow 
electoral college votes to go to the popular vote winner. Amazing. And hopefully if other states follow along, it may not make an impact this time, but it could save us from, you know... Future disappointment. Exactly. Shock and all. Yeah. And if there's anything that good that comes out of this, it's going to be the ability to rally together and to create positive change. And whether you like her or not, that's what her platform was on. Yeah. Um, so, Hill Dog, wish you the best. I hope our paths cross someday. Hill Dog and Billy Goat. Billy Goat! All right, guys, thank you so much for being with us. As always, we have a GoFundMe set up that you can find at thisweeksthing.com. Yeah. We need financial support to keep the show going. And we would love to hear from you. Of course, if you ever donate, we will build some sort of campaign exactly. to shout you out and make sure that you feel special. We'll write you songs. We'll... Ooh, yeah, we'll write you a yeah. song. That sounds good. Exactly. Where can people find you, Ian? Ibroski on Twitter, Instagram, Brodsky Ian on Facebook. And you can find me on Facebook slash Julia Claire Manship, ClaireManship.com, at Womanship on Twitter and Snapchat. And our show's information is as follows. Thisweeksthing.com, thisweeksthing at gmail.com, and at thisweeksthing. On the Twitter. Like, follow, subscribe, five-star reviews on iTunes. It helps people find us, and it helps spread the positivity and the love because we just want to put so much love out there guys spread the love and our voices and our friends voices and it helps people on iTunes find us and that's it's important guys come on please please please, please. pretty please cherry on top frill frill <laughs> not for play play <laughs> And again, thank you to Jeff Masters and all of our guests that have been with us in the past and in the future. And thank you for listening to us. Thank you. All right. I'm Claire Manship. I'm Ian Brodsky. And And that that was was the the thing thing that that happened happened this week. week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank God the mic didn't fuck up this time. Yeah.